Hello and welcome to episode number 71 of the Hobbies and Happiness Podcast, where we talk all about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Jim. And today, does community even really matter? Today's episode. Uh, before we get into it, we need to talk about our sponsor. Get that out of the way real quick. So, Rage Shadow <laughs> so we're talking about our sponsor, Amazon Audible. If you head over to our affiliate link, www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness, check out our affiliate link. You can sign up for your free 30 day trial of Amazon Audible. Uh, do you like audiobooks? Do you like books? Audiobooks in general, the ones where you can listen to them. Who's got time to actually read books? My wife does. My wife loves reading. My wife loves, loves to read. I think she reads like three or four books a, a month. She absolutely loves it. But for someone like me, I feel like I don't have the time mm-hmm. to sit down and actually read a book. I have much more time to have someone else read me the book via an audiobook. I enjoy that too because it, it adds it adds a, a different a, another layer, another mm-hmm. depth to it um, with the voice acting, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not just someone reading blandly to you, right? They're (laughs) they're really performing the book for you. And it's it's a lot of fun. So if you follow our affiliate link, you can sign up for your free 30-day trial of Amazon's Audible service and get a free book. That's right, you sign up for your free trial, you get a free book, and if you're an Amazon Prime member, you get two free credits. That's right, two Mm -hmm. free credits added to your account. And the nice thing is, if you don't even like the service, you can cancel before the end of the 30 days. Keep those free credits on your account. So, again, head over to our affiliate link, www.amazon, excuse me, audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness to sign up for your free 30 day trial today. Don't delay. Check it out. All right. <laughs> All right. So, today, today we're, we're talking about, you know what? Like, does community even really matter? It's an interesting way to phrase the question, yeah. right? Um, I mean, Jim and I, we, we've been in the tabletop space for, for years now, right? Built my entire life mm-hmm. for community. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 you're saying like in the tabletop space or just like in general? In general. In general. <laughs> <laughs> All the people that I've met on online games, yep. mm-hmm. in person stuff as mm-hmm. well. Like, man, so much of it. Mm-hmm. And see, it's it. I feel like, I feel like community is just it's a it's it it can be a throwaway word. Mm-hmm. It can be a catchphrase, a term that companies, large companies use and abuse as a a marketing ploy to get people to buy into their product, buy into their game and say, "Oh yeah, come come join our our growing thriving community." But don't really do much or anything to support that community yeah. or game or community built around the game. Now, like most of our conversations recently, okay, I'm gonna I wanna take this conversation, okay, at the end of the episode, we're gonna make an application to Disney Lorcana. Okay. Mm. And kind of what we are looking for, what we are hoping for, um, and kind of just kind of make that application. So, um, for those of you who have been enjoying our Lorcana conversations, stay tuned, um, towards the end of the episode for that. Um, but don't go anywhere because I think you're going to enjoy the conversation even before then. So, so Jim, I want to ask you, like when, when someone says in the tabletop space, like when they say community, just you hear the word community, like, what does that mean to you? Oh, 
man, I um, I instantly just start thinking about um, all the people that I've met, all the friends that I've made, and um, just uh, yeah, I guess that's the instant thought into my head when talking about community. Everyone that I've met, because I feel like commu- I feel like community is is one of those words phrases that yeah. does have a distinct meaning, right? But it's also one of those things that like means different things to different people. Yeah. And I and and in that, I think um because people who have gotten different things out of their community, right? You know, their community means has a special place in their heart because they helped them through this difficult time in their life or whatever yeah. reason. So when I say means different things to different people, I think it's 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 a visceral feeling of specific instances in people's lives where they've had specific conversations with certain people around certain topics and have taken away certain feelings from those conversations and have just gotten this sense of um, enjoyment, gratification, love, Mm -hmm. right? And that's why I say I think it means different things to different people because like what you've gotten out out of your time in these communities in your time in the space yeah. is going to be different from me right yeah 100%. so so that's why i say and and i think you'd agree with me right from from this when i say that it means different things to different people but mm-hmm. but at the end of the day right when we say community like community it's it's one of those like overarching terms right that yes means different things to different people, but I think at the end of the day means the same thing to everyone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, would you agree with that? Ah, <sighs> I because I'm saying a lot of different like yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to say exactly because it's I because it's just difficult for me to kind of see what it is that other people are using it as. Because it's like, all right, what is the most general bland definition of it? It's just like the group of people that play or have an interest in specific thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so so going off that. So, yeah, I don't know if it's like a bunch of different things, but it's all the same thing. So it's difficult. Okay, so, okay. so let's, let, let's step back for yeah. a second, right? And, you know, um, so many times on this show before I've, I've stepped back and said, okay, let's define our terms. Right? Yeah. So when we say community, like what, what does community like actually mean? Well, I mean, I don't have the definition pulled up in front of me, right? <laughs> but, but if you say community, like what is community? It, it's a group of people, a group of people who have come together around a common thing that mm-hmm. could be um, a common geography. Yeah. It could be a common interest. It could be a common uh, social group. Okay. Mm -hmm. It could be any different thing, right? But at the heart of it, it's a group of people who are formed around a shared interest or a a shared thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So within the tabletop space, right, there's really kind of one form of community that we're typically referring to is a group of people who have come together around their shared love of a game. Yeah. Typically. Okay. Now let's take, let's take our local area, for instance, where we met Mm -hmm. grapple games. Okay. 
Grapple Games was its own community, right? Yeah. It was the Grapple Games community. Yeah. Within that community, you had multiple different smaller communities. Sub. You had sub-communities, essentially, okay? Yeah. Now, all of those communities were all a part of the Grapple Games community, yeah. right? Yeah. So within that, we had the Magic community. We had the – there was a small Pokemon community. There was a Yu-Gi-Oh community. Yep. There was a D&D community. Yep. There were multiple different sub – and I say sub-communities because that's – I mean, that's the best way that I think can think of to describe yeah. it, okay? It's the smaller communities that were formed – at this we'll local call them store. Gangs. Call we them had gangs. the Magic Gang, <laughs> the Yu-Gi-Oh That's Gang. That's actually perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the Magic Gang, the Pokemon Gang, yeah. the Yu-Gi-Oh Gang. Yeah, you got all the different yeah. gangs, right? Yeah. And while and, and and while we we really weren't rival gangs, mm -hmm. okay, we were just fellow gangs, yeah. a part of the one larger mafia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, so so at its we're gonna heart, be put on a list somewhere, Dan. <laughs> like someone's not gonna know we're joking. <laughs> so so at the heart, community is a group of people with a shared interest, a yeah. shared or a common interest. Okay, all right, I get. Okay, I get what you're so that's that is like at, at its core. I think that's what the yeah. base definition of yeah. community is. Okay, yeah. so like that's how communities start. Yeah. Okay, like it's just a group of people. Okay. Now, when I said earlier, it means different things to different people, right? Because mm -hmm. that's how it starts. Okay. That's what, I don't want to say that's what gets you in the door, right? But it's what is a, a, an obvious byproduct of your love for a game. Okay. Yeah. Or you want to go, again, how I got plugged into Grapple was I wanted to learn magic. Okay, I wanted to play Magic, and so I found the local store, so. went there, and then, oh, that's how I met all of these people, okay? Now, when I say means different things to different people, right, that's how it starts. That's how I got in the door. But what I got out of the community, okay, was different from what Jim got out of the community, okay? And that's what I mean when I say- I got it, the most value out of the yeah. community. <laughs> And but that's what I mean when I say it means different things to different people, yeah. right? We all started, okay, just as a group of people who met around a common and shared interest yeah. in um, tabletop games, okay? Because again, with local communities, that's typically how it starts: is you, we we want to play these tabletop games, okay? And we go to the local game store, and that's how we meet, okay? Yeah. And then we start finding the games that we enjoy, and then oh, hey, you like playing this game? Cool. You like playing this game too? Cool. Those guys over there, they play a game that I don't particularly enjoy, but I know who they are, but I have a different relationship with that group over there than I have with this group here who's playing the same game as me. Yep. Okay. So, and and all of this is, you know, it's fundamental, but it's also, it's, it's obvious, right? So it's that, that is very obvious. Okay. So um, it, that's what we mean when we say when we're talking about like what is yeah. community. So yeah, I, I completely understand then. Uh, so with, yeah, it's the same thing of the people coming together for specific thing, mm -hmm. common interest. Yeah. But then what I get out of community mm -hmm. from what other people do get from what a completely different person gets, like to all of us, it's all different, even though it's the exact same thing mm -hmm. necessarily. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Then right. yeah, I'd say so. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so again, so take us for instance. Okay. When I started going to, to grapple. Okay. And I, I got, I have my relationships and my friendships yeah. that I got out of grapple. Okay. And you have yours, yeah. all your, now we have our own relationship, right? But the relationships that you have, and even with the same people that I have relationships with, okay, what I – and again, this is something that's like – it's really hard to like objectively put your finger on and, and define because it it's, it's a it, – it's very intrinsic. It's very intrinsic and emotional, yeah. okay? Like what – like the things that you've gotten out of your relationships is what whatever they've been, mm-hmm. right? And then I, of course, have gotten my own um, enjoyments and fulfillments and um, emotions out of my relationships, right? No. Most most likely, they're not they're not going to be the exact same things because we're we're different people, yeah. right? And so, and that's exactly what I am talking about, right? <laughs> and I think, okay, I know we started the episode by by kind of casually throwing off the does community really matter? Was that clickbait, dude? Yeah. <laughs> but and I think I think anyone I think anyone who is really plugged into the tabletop space like sees that question and is like, well duh, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And and for many different reasons, right? So this past weekend was it yeah, I think I think it was this past weekend. Um there was the, the MTG Summit. Oh, okay. So the MTG Summit, which our friend AJ, AJ went to. Okay. I saw a lot of his posts on uh, on Facebook and Instagram. Where He's, was the summit at? It was in Salt Lake City. Oh, I believe it was in oh, Salt I'm Lake City. I'm thinking of the thing that happened in Vegas. Yeah, no, no. The last month. No, okay. not, yeah, not, not, not Magic 30. Okay. No, okay. This, this was different. Uh, so anyway, that was this past weekend. Um, recently, Flesh and Blood. Had their uh, world, I think. Yeah. I think they're world yeah. championships. Okay, and these large events, okay, with with community at the focus and at the forefront, okay, yeah. of these events. Okay, um, MTG Summit. I mean, there were, I mean, th- there were thousands of people at this event, all coming around one game, Magic: The Gathering. Mm-hmm. And all these people who may many of them didn't know one another, okay, but they had a shared and common interest of Magic: The Gathering, yeah. Flesh and Blood, same thing. Now, albeit a different setting, um, in in other words, it was a tournament setting, right? But still, it was a tournament setting, but also again a large social gathering of people who were coming together around a common theme game of flesh and blood okay now i say all that okay recently there was an article in polygon okay um title of the article is flesh and blood mtg's upstart competitor has found strength in community james white the magic the gathering pro tour turned entrepreneur on the new tcg Taking the world by storm. That's such a good article. Very good article. We'll make. We'll, we will uh, link it in the show notes and the uh, description down below. So if you want to uh, 
check it out. Go follow the, that link. Mm-hmm. Um, so the article, there, the uh, Charlie Hall, who does a lot of the tabletop news over at Polygon, um, interviewed James White, which I did not know James White was a uh, Magic the Gathering pro Neither tour. Did I. I did not know he was a pro. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it doesn't surprise me yeah. because I feel like, I feel like just about anybody in the card game space mm-hmm. at one point, at one point or another was big into magic and did fairly well, <laughs> which makes sense because I mean, magic's been around now for 30 years, <laughs> right? I mean, it doesn't surprise me like at mm-hmm. all, like any, uh, just about all these pe- all these big names in the card game space played magic. <laughs> <laughs> Like either professionally or they just they played at high levels. Richard Garfield was definitely not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's kind of in a class all his all his own. Yeah, it's completely different for him. I mean, apps. I mean, he's. Uh... You know, it actually happens quite a lot. Like when a creator of something, they just aren't. They're instantly not the best at it, yeah, right? Yeah, right. There's just going right. to be better people than you. Yeah. But it's like when you're bad at your own game, that's just a, like a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this, yeah, this, I mean, Richard Garfield just made just, he has made so many yeah. great things. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think, I wonder, I wonder if you talk to him, if he would like, cause, because you, you know, like I, I know, like when I talk to anybody and I say like, you know, I think of myself as a player first over anything. Yeah, he'd yeah. be like, "Yeah, no, I'm not a player. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm the creator, He's the creator, the creator." <laughs> like, and that's uh, what he always focuses on. Yeah, yeah. Like, because you you can do both things. Like, you can create, but then you can play, mm-hmm. and then you can be good at one or both, yeah. right? But yeah. he he's just like, "Yeah, no, I'm just I, I just deal with the creating <laughs> it." And he's really good at it, like yeah. really good. Yeah, it reminds me of the phrase "stay in your lane." <laughs> 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 not that I'm telling Richard Garfield to stay in his lane. Absolutely not. But, but if you're <laughs> listening to this, he didn't tell you to not stay in your lane. Yeah, right, right. Uh, keep keep doing that though. Keep doing like what keep you're doing. keep uh, keep making amazing games, please. Yeah. Um. But all right, so so back to the article. Okay, now the the article goes. Not into great length, but it does go into depth about the beginnings and creation of Flesh and Blood, okay? Mm -hmm. And James White's, essentially his principles, okay? His principles of the design of Flesh and Blood. I mean, it it, it is literally in the name, Flesh and Blood, okay? He wanted to create a game with community at the forefront. So Flesh and Blood is a TCG that... Um, will never be played digitally because he wants people to come together around a table <laughs> and experience and play this game. Does that mean he's going to ban every single asset on Tabletop Simulator? Probably not. Okay. That, because that's, that, that would be a lot of work and yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of work which he might, money. like, could he do that? Absolutely he could. Mm. But it's one of those, do you want to fight that battle? <laughs> right, right. Because also, because I, I don't know much about Tabletop Simulator, right? But I know, I'm pretty sure it's open source. Okay. Yeah, people can just import their own people, stuff. Yeah, people can import anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so there, you would have to look at 
you, what you have to you have to look at the um, rules, regulations, and laws surrounding mm -hmm. uh, copyright, open source, all of that stuff, right? Yeah. Which again, that's going to take people with more time and who are a lot smarter than me in <laughs> you know in these areas to actually go into. Which again, that's what lawyers are for, yep. right? Yep. So I don't know if that's something that you know he'll ever look into, mm -hmm. but I mean. I don't think you have to do that to tell people like there's there's not going to be an yeah, arena there's won't. there's not going to be an arena counterpart right no, there's no. there will not be an official digital client mm -hmm. of the game because yeah. again at he wants and I think the people who play Flesh and Blood like are on board mm -hmm. with that because I think fundamentally you have a different player like who plays Magic. And then who plays Flesh and Blood? I yep. think I think for the most part, the people who play Flesh and Blood are bought in to the mentality and the ideology, mm -hmm. okay, of I want to play this with a physical person in front of me around a table. Yeah. I think. Like I could be wrong, but that that's just what I think. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I'm sure that there's gonna be plenty of people who are like, man, I I, I wish um like the convenience. I feel like most people just want something new, not even so much specifically, oh, I'm gonna be playing it with another person across from me. I feel like it just I don't be know. something new. I don't know. Because uh, you because I think I think you would agree with me that there is a fundamental difference at playing a game of magic against someone in an arena on a computer mm -hmm. who is not in the same room as me versus sitting down at a table. And playing yeah, that same person. Yeah, I'm. I'm more so meaning so like if if you're in one of these other card games, right? And okay. you're you're used to playing in person. Um, I, yeah, I, I just don't know how many people are either coming over from a completely another game, and so like someone brand new, just being like, oh, I want to get into this because they care about local events. I have no idea. But I think that's I think that is one of the biggest things that drew people to Flesh and Blood, and the numbers don't lie. Yeah, the numbers do not lie, and that's the thing with Flesh and Blood. And because you were talking about it, it was mm -hmm. what a six thousand percent increase in revenue. Yeah, in the last three years, four point or my bad, six point four k increase. Yeah, yeah, six thousand four hundred and sixteen percent. I was gonna say six four twelve. <laughs> <That was> close. <coughs> Close six four sixteen yeah sixty four sixteen percent over the last three years yeah uh, making it one of New Zealand's most successful new companies 22 in twenty two years. years yeah it's mm -hmm. crazy um, so Flesh and Blood is a hit a card <laughs> game now played on virtually every continent and sold at more than thirty two hundred game stores a hobby in and of itself that is played weekly by more than twenty five hundred different local communities. All around the world. Now, what's interesting to me is I had a conversation last night with a fellow content creator, and um, we were talking about you know magic and flesh and blood, okay, yeah. and just local communities around these card games. Because one of the biggest things, okay, at um, I think one of the biggest things when it comes to picking up and playing a card game is answering the question, "Who am I going to play this with?" Yeah. <laughs> And where does that start? That starts at your local game store. Mm -hmm. That starts at your LGS and finding people who are going to play that game with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if there's no one you're going to play, if there is no one in your local community to play the game with, 
Are you dead in the water? No, not anymore. Not in not in 2022 into 2023 with the advent of all this digital technology, right? But it's a lot easier when there are people who live down the street from you who go to the same store as you who are going to play that same game, okay? Yep. So anyway, I was having this conversation, and um, when Flesh and Blood was still new – now, granted, Flesh and Blood is three years old. It okay? is still new. <laughs> it is still new. It is still a young up-and-comer. Yep. The local stores in their area, they were saying people were not going to support it. They're mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is going to die. We're not going to support it. Now, granted, when it was still new, and yes, it's still new, however, it has shown – that it can it will make money it can yep. make money and that legend story studios cares about local game stores yep. because they are prioritizing in person play they are prioritizing community over profits over revenue yep. now obviously those things are important but legend story studios cares about local communities and wants to see local communities grow yep. because they know legend story studios knows that at the heart of, a, of any successful card game is successful local communities growing the game. Mm. Because, like, it's it, it's a team effort. Like, honestly, successful card games that we talked about last week about the, the keys to a successful card game, right? Like, it really is a team effort between the developers and the designers of these games Mm -hmm. and the local game stores who are going to push and sell product. And it's more than just pushing and selling product, but it's also developing and forming those local communities around the game and finding people who are going to play that and then grow those groups of people. I mean, you can't have one without the other. But it's a lot more difficult to grow a game without both. Hmm. Would you agree? Ah, <sighs> so all right. So it's it's difficult for me um, because you know I I also come from online gaming background, right? And there's a lot of times where these games can also just be really big and there's no form of physical card game to it at all or physical game. We're not, but we're not talking about digital games. Okay. We are not talking about digital games. All right. So then, because, because, because that's a, that's a completely, even, even just digital card games is also what I'm throwing out there. That's still different. Okay. Because we're because Fle- because Flesh and Blood specifically is not a digital game. It's yes. not a digital card game. Yes, I'm not. Uh, so, so again, what I'm saying is you can't have like you need both to grow. Are physical card games? Forget about digital components because mm-hmm. we're not talking about digital components. And I think that's a separate conversation. Okay. All right. So like that's instantly reminding because you my don't you was. don't need a local game store yeah. to play. A digital I thought card we were game. like comparing the two things. Or okay, yeah. In my brain, I was just like. Are we comparing like what you need for one and not the other one? No, no, or, no, okay. no, no. This is a hundred percent talking about physical, okay. physical card games. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know. Them. Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> so you tell me how how do you grow a physical card game? Because yeah. because yeah, to, yeah. All right, then yeah. To to grow the physical card game, yeah. It's like it's for for it to be successful. Important, yeah. For for it to be successful, person, yeah. You absolutely need yeah. you absolutely need both. Like you need yeah. thriving local communities 
Mm-hmm. Because again, digital card games throw all of this on its head. Yeah. They throw all of it on its head. I don't need to go to the local game store to play Arena. Yep. I don't need to go to the local game store to play Legends of Runeterra. Yep. Like it throws it all out the window. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But again, these the relationships, I think the relationships you make in person. And again, now now kind of now kind of comparing and contrasting, right? Online and in person. <laughs> now we're I, getting into this talk. <laughs> see, I think I think the relationships you make with people in real life, the, not not they're going to be more meaningful than relationships you make just over the internet. But I think I think they are more, at least initially, right? I think they're initially more intimate and more personal than relationships you make with someone without even seeing them in person. Because mm-hmm. I think if you, I think I think at the end of the day, even because I think there's a lot, there's a lot of relationships that start, you know, and start on online communities mm-hmm. with people that you meet on the internet. And then if you ever are able to meet those people, that just takes it like oh, yeah. it through the roof, 100%. right? I was going to say like in terms of short term, right? Yeah, I think the in-person relationships you build are it's short term, it's it's definitely better, right? But like that burst of like I don't even know what to call it. Dopamine, I don't know. Yes. It's like of yes. of like when you Abs- meet when correct. You, after like a year of talking to people online and then you finally get to meet everyone. It's like a completely different Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you get that shot of dopamine. It's a huge shot of yeah, dopamine. You get that shot of dopamine, yes, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's it's I think definitely in terms of short term being able to to have that um in person, physical, or how, whatever relationship having in comparison to a, a purely mental and like emotional connection you get with people mm-hmm. with being online, um, just like being by each other and just hanging out rather than talking online. It's, I mean, it's a completely. I mean, we, thing. we 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 talk about the positive mm-hmm. enforcement of you know you get that shot of dopamine right yeah. when you meet that person, but think about it also from the from the opposite. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you find out that person that you were talking to isn't even real mm-hmm. and doesn't even really like you, yeah. or, or right? Yeah. You yeah. find out, oh, you're you're pretending you're pretending to be somebody you're really not. Yeah. Honestly, there are probably red flags that people weren't just paying attention to, and then they yeah kind of got themselves into well, right, right. Position. But, you don't want to be in right, but but what I'm saying yeah. is like you have that yeah. you have that positive side, but then you also have mm. that negative side. Yeah. And, and again, I, like I'm not I'm not saying like that's a bad thing about online communities. I'm I'm, all I'm saying is emotions are real and yeah. then you can, they can be really it's, high, but then they can also be really, really and, low too. And so when I was in Vegas last month um, and I got to meet a bunch of people that I've known mm-hmm. from Splinterlands for the last year, right? Yeah. It was so great and amazing meeting every single person. Mm-hmm. But it was like the drop off, like when when I was like, when I was leaving Vegas and I wasn't going to be hanging around with these people, oh, yeah. like it hits hard, yeah. right? You, your emotions go from like really positive, all happy to what is going on, mm-hmm. you know, the things that you got so used to. Or if it was just, oh, you met someone that you've been talking to for, for a while online and then the next day it's like, oh, um, when am I going to see this person again? Mm-hmm. 
in comparison to it's more of a constant thing with people in person because it's like, oh, I'm going to see Dan next week. Yeah. I'm going to see Brady next week. I'm going to see Noah next week. I'm right. going to see X person tomorrow, blah, 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 right. um, rather than but that's all, I'll but, see them in a year. But that's also the nice thing about the advent of digital technology is yeah. we can see each other yeah. more frequently, albeit yeah. not in person, but we still have the ability and capacity to talk to and see one another yeah. on a more frequent basis. Uh, Freak more frequently <laughs> than yeah. than we're physically able to, yeah. and like I, I don't ever want to downplay the the that ability to do that because mm-hmm. I think it's important. Okay, mm-hmm. again, you know, I say that, but also I recognize the differences between seeing someone digitally versus seeing them in person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're they're very different. Right. But again, I, I don't I don't want it to seem like uh, if you're going to meet somebody, you only should meet them on uh, in in person and never have any communications with people on the Internet. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Not. No. But I just I think having those in person relationships don't don't sacrifice those relationships and those um, uh, meetings over your digital ones, the yeah. digital communities. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't forsake your in-person real communities with online communities. Okay. Yeah. Because speaking I, of that, uh, be sure to join our discord. Group. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah that, that, that's, that's a, that's a good plug actually. Yeah. For our, just, we, we do have our, a discord server, yeah. um, which, you know, it's free. It's free to anybody just to join. Um, mm-hmm. we, we want to make, uh, some certain lounges for, uh, uh, people if, if they want to have certain conversations um, but mm-hmm. it's our our discord is always going to be open to anyone who wants to join and yep. come and hang out and just talk with um, you know either myself or Jim and uh, just kind of meet other people again with 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 shared and common interests mm-hmm. right so so again going back to that that question like is community really that important? Yeah, it it, it definitely is. It, it it for certain and sure is because again we're talking about we're talking about a space, okay? Mm-hmm. The tabletop space that's in like there is a social aspect inherent in the space, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't have and we've talked about it for all ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's one of the things that we constantly harp on, right? Is the community and the social aspect of all these games, mm-hmm. right? There's, yes, I play the game to play the game because I enjoy it. I like it. But also there's people who I don't even like the game. I'm just going to come hang out and enjoy the social, <laughs> the social aspects of just yeah. hanging out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how often are you playing a game that you don't even want to play just to enjoy people's company? Or for content. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about it. The, <laughs> speaking of, you want to play? You want to play that? I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy that day, whatever day it is. Um, so, like, so kind of going off what you're saying there is um, there, we've had this talk before of I enjoy playing so many card games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be nearly as into magic. If everyone around me didn't play it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And right. it's like, oh, it could be my favorite game in the planet. But if there's no one who's playing it at a LGS, I'm just like, okay, uh, I guess I'm going to either be sitting on these or maybe try and sell some stuff off, go play mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh, go play Pokemon. Probably not going to play Vanguard. So hopefully that one doesn't get big in the area again. 
It's, it's upsetting, Dan. So I was actually that conversation I was having the uh, yesterday. Yeah, we were talking about you and Vanguard, actually. Oh, oh, okay. All good things, I hope. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, for me specifically. It's whatever a not like a majority of people, but a lot of the people that I hang out with, it's kind of whatever they're playing, I kind of just mold into and get into. So that's a perfect point of absolutely community is important. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. because like our game choice, our game choices sometimes are going to be 100% dependent upon what yeah. our community is into, what our community is playing. Yeah. yeah. Like that's why that's why I got into Commander. Mm-hmm. Initially, because <laughs> I'm at the store, I am playing in these standard tournaments, and I see so many people having so much fun around Commander. I'm like, what is this? It's like, I'm not having fun in this BS <laughs> format. <laughs> now, granted, at the time, I was having fun, yeah, yeah. but where the community was, yeah. was around the Commander pods. Yep. Was uh, the commander table? It was like in between every single round, I guess you'd say, whenever someone finishes their match, they go stand by the commander yep. players to watch what's to going watch on. Watch what's going on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And like so when when I was playing at Grapple, okay, what 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 would normally happen was the standard tournament would take place. Once the standard tournament finished, was when the commander pod started playing. Yeah. <laughs> it slowly morphed into people would not play in the standard tournament yeah. to play in commander pods. Yeah. And that was a slow drip. Yeah. That was a slow drip until eventually nobody was playing in the standard tournaments. Yeah, we could barely even fire. And yeah. everyone was just playing <laughs> commander pods. Yeah. And so, again, like you had that social dynamic of okay, you have these different social groups of people playing standard, people playing commander. Like if I, like the, I had the ability and opportunity to play standard if I wanted to. Okay. But that was slowly dwindling. That was slowly dwindling week after week after week (laughs) because people were going from standard to playing commander. Yep. And so if I wanted to join the commander group, I had to play commander. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was what initially got me into playing commander at Grapple. Yeah. And it seems like when whenever you're able to turn games into I guess like a more social thing, with just mm-hmm. more people able to be playing all together, it, mm-hmm. it tends to be just the better choice for games in general. Yeah. I think. Um so, you, so what you're saying specifically is if there's a way to play a game that has more people other than a two-player game, yeah. that's typically the better choice, yeah. essentially. Yeah. In turn, I don't want to say, like, better choice for, like, no, a for, company for so, aspect, No, for, right? for social, just yeah, for yeah, the yeah. social yeah. aspect. Yeah. For, like, for people, for individuals is what I should say, for the people, it tends to be better overall. Okay, can can you can you uh a more fun experience okay is what i'll say okay okay <laughs> a more enjoyable experience okay. yeah right? because i mean look take take our uh yeah. two-headed giant experience that yeah. was there was four of us yeah. okay that was a much different experience than playing one-on-one with someone yeah because again yeah. I, like inherently the more people you have the more um 
there the more the more choices that need to be made, the more yeah. dy- the the more there's more social dynamics, yeah. right? Than just with one on one play, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah, I mean, and like I mean, take party games, like take a. Yep. Take unstable unicorns. Here's like all those games that you can play with four, <laughs> five, six people. Yeah, you know, you're gonna have you are I you are going to have more fun because there's yeah. more people playing the game. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's it and it's and it's it's hard to compare and contrast because it's just a different experience than it is playing head to head one on one with someone. A teamwork building activity. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many more social dynamics and social aspects that go mm-hmm. into those experiences than one on one head to head play. Yeah. And for the most part they're typically positive experiences. Mm-hmm. Unless you have somebody who is like the a complete drag and taking the entire experience down for every single person, yeah. <laughs> uh, which which I, I think don't know is, who would that that could be. Yeah, who would do that? Who do that? Anywho, uh, <laughs> so and I think that's partially why D and D in the uh, RPG space mm-hmm. is not only the biggest one. But well, I guess it is just the most popular. It's it's the easiest to get into because they are they're not even so much caring about like oh this is my character sheet I have to have every yeah. single thing perfect yeah. and and whatnot so that it's more of now just a numbers game and playing like that mm-hmm. to where now they're going into it doesn't really matter what race you pick it doesn't really matter class you kind of just pick like your aesthetic how you want to do combat stuff and mm-hmm. if there's any outside things um and they they turn it more into just a socializing thing and yeah. it's just like yeah. all right what is it that you want to do yeah well all right let's do that yeah. we're all gonna have fun and then your dm should be like adjusting things yeah. of like all right well if everyone is super not at full power level why am I going to be giving them things stronger than what they would be at full power level when we know they're at like right. 50% right. or 75%, right. you know? Right. right. So, yeah, it's, it's more of just a social thing now, especially for me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and D&D is, 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 is like the prime example of how important community and, and yeah. the social aspect is to tabletop gaming. Yeah. Not even card gaming, just tabletop gaming in of itself. And, and, and like – and I know we've talked many times about like card gaming being its own like individual subgenre, right, mm-hmm. within the tabletop space. But like from the community aspect, like it's still very much just like all the others in the space, in the mm-hmm. tabletop spaces. And that's and that's why people play these games around the table is yep. is the social aspect, the community. Yep. And when we say the social aspect, like that is community, like that absolutely is community. Like Gen Con, uh, Spiel, (laughs) all of these different conventions, like why do we have these conventions? I can't wait to go to Gen Con again. It's same. Like it's (laughs) it's the just getting all these people around gathered together around a common cause, around a shared love and a shared interest. And so like that's. You will never, you will never take the social aspects and the community out of the tabletop space, and nor should you, because yeah. like it's it's inherent to these games, and as such, it is vitally important to these games. So when you have companies who don't put community 
at the forefront, and maybe not even necessarily at the forefront, but recognize its value and its importance (laughs) to the success of their game, then I think they're going to be doomed to fail. Mm -hmm. And we've seen it time and time again, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like we're, I feel like there is, you know, plenty of games that are even popular, but are diminishing in popularity, Mm -hmm. maybe not even necessarily popularity, but just diminishing in grandeur because they are not putting that sense of community at the forefront. Mm-hmm. They're putting profits, they're putting uh, value ahead of the not only the community, but community as a whole. Yeah. okay So so speaking of all of that, okay, let's now let's apply this to Lorcana. Yeah. okay. What can Lor- what can Ravensburger and Disney Lorcana do? To not fail when it comes to the aspect of community. I think I think the first thing, and this is this is a separate topic for a different day, but organized play. Because I think when you talk, when you say organized play, mm-hmm. okay, I think community has to be part of organized play. And, and I think it, like it, it, it is, right? It is inherently because again, in order to have um, a successful organized play system, there needs to be communities mm-hmm. around the game. Yeah. When I instantly think of organized play, it always goes to competitive play. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's partially just because of like a Pokemon thing. When they yeah. talk about their organized play, it tends to be like, oh, come to this tournament. Yeah. Come to this tournament. Yeah. The organized play, the, the OP kits, mm-hmm. of whether they're good or not. And, and again, I, I, I fully recognize when I say the term, when I say organized play, that that's another topic. And we've talked about organized play mm-hmm. before in other episodes. Uh, I think it was like episode 16 and 17 maybe. Um, but this is that is a conversation that I kind of want to revisit mm-hmm. and, and again, directly make this application to Lorcana yeah. and how games specifically like Lorcana need to have organized play at it at its at its forefront. And I mean, it, it, and when we had those conversations, right, was around the time, I believe, when the Magic Pro Tour was dead. Yeah. Like it was it yeah. was dead and or dying. But yeah. now, like, didn't it hasn't it made a comeback? They're I mean, they're doing it, I they're bringing so. it back, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it. They were pretty much saying that they're bringing it back because um, they realized how big they screwed up. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I and I wonder if it's like, a, oh, maybe uh, kind of seeing flesh and blood stuff popping off. Absolutely, <laughs> flesh and blood is doing. Yeah. Flesh and blood is doing community right. Yeah, and I think Lorcana, Ravensburger needs to look at what Legend Story Studios is doing and has done with flesh and blood and take notes yeah. because flesh and blood has grown significantly in three years. Yeah. I, I also think that, so in that article, they talk about their uh, living legend system, like yes. they're kind of their yes. ban list. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you guys don't know, it's very interesting. Yeah. Way. It's, it's, it's a mix 
well, I guess it's it's kind of like Yu-Gi-Oh's, right? But there's uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. They tend to just be like, oh, every couple months we're just going to give you a new ban list, and like Konami gets to decide what it is. Really? Uh, yeah. It's oh goodness. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so um, with Flesh and Blood, there's no rotating format. You can use all the cards, yeah. um, but when a hero. Um, gets to a certain it's a thousand victory points in these in these tournaments in these tournaments yeah once it reaches a thousand it becomes a living living legend mm-hmm. and it retires into the hall of fame mm-hmm. uh, once it's there it can no longer be played in tournament play so if it there's like one big ridiculously broken card maybe for two months you're gonna see it being played everywhere and then no more gameplay for the, the interesting thing in about the heroes in Flesh and Blood is I think they're they're aren't they all like tokens? I think all aren't all the heroes like common? Like uh, there's not like a rare hero? Oh, uh I actually don't know. That I don't okay. know. If you're if you're a fab player, let us know. <laughs> Cause Flesh and like Flesh and Blood is so much fun. Flesh yeah. and Blood is a lot of fun. Mm. Um but, a cool game. But I th- I think, I think they are, and the only reason I say that is from I remember from cracking packs, if I recall, yeah. that in every pack was a hero. Uh, yeah, I think there was I a pack, was. a hero in every. And pack. then, like on the other side of them, sometimes there was a, young, it was a weapon. Yeah. So in the early ones, there was sometimes a weapon and, on it, and then and, and then a young was, a young version of yeah. the hero. In the new ones, they started making it the young version and yeah. like the older version. Yeah. And uh, or it's Blitz and Classic or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so, which makes perfect sense that yeah. you have the younger version, yeah. depending on what what format you're playing, right. right? Right. And then it used to be, it's like, oh, this is my this is my hero, this is my commander, whatever you want to call it. And then on the other side is his weapons. So then, like, if you have another weapon for a completely different summoner, mm-hmm. summoner. What are these things called? Heroes, man. <laughs> Too much other games, man. Too many other games. Yeah. So then it's just like, all right, well, I got my brute with his with his club, and then I got my wizard with his yeah. uh, with his staff, and it's yeah. just like you're flipping cards. Yeah, more yeah. than one. Yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me, sorry. Um, but in in any case, I I think Legend Story Studios ha- has done it right. Yeah. Yeah. From especially from the community standpoint. So I think I think Ravensburger definitely definitely needs to look at what they've done to grow their game and just really how they've made uh, community such a big factor into the game. Now, we I think we I think we also need to look at like who is Ravensburger specifically targeting with this product with Disney Lorcana. Yeah. They're not targeting the same people that Legend Story Studios is targeting with Flesh and Blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, right? Now, it's going to appeal to those people like us, okay? It's definitely going to appeal to us. However, are we, our Magic players, our Flesh and Blood players, are we the target audience for this? I don't think so. I don't particularly think so. Um, I, again, and we've talked about this before, like Lorcana is very much, I, I, I really think Lorcana and Pokemon are extremely closely knit. They're <laughs> yeah. very, very, very similar yeah. in game, like in the game itself, but also like 
the people that they're targeting, right, with with the game itself, mm-hmm. right. So that being said, like they're they're targeting little little kids, okay, Disney fans, and getting them hopefully getting them into the game, right. Mm-hmm. And then their family members by you know tangentially, okay. And then there's hopefully going to be that str- strategic depth for people like us. So it's going to, it remains to be seen how much of a focus Ravensburger is going to put on organized play and the overall sense of community yeah. for the game. Because yeah. communities are already being formed around this game and we don't even know how the game plays yet. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to know how to play it. Man. Same. Same. Wait. I'm, I'm like, I'm then I'll go buy a two thousand dollar Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go buy a two thousand dollar Mickey. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested. I I was in fact this conversation I had yesterday, I was like, I doubt we'll be able I doubt we're gonna hear anything this year. I doubt we're going to hear anything yeah, before before next year. I assume not. I, I, I really don't think so. Yeah. Um, but again, we'll, we shall see. You know, mm. we, we shall see. But again, I really hope Ravensburger just really takes the community under their wing mm. and really um, just goes with them and provides the support that the communities are looking for. Yeah. You know, provides those relationships, right, within the Lorcana community, right? And says, hey, we see you, we recognize you, what can we do to help? And, you know, prov- because again, like there's there are Ravensburger employees in the Discord, right? They don't you know, they're kept very much under wraps, like with what they can say, <laughs> you know, which, which is fine. And that's, and that's, and that's fun too. Like mm-hmm. it can very much be fun. Mm-hmm. Right. But they're there, like they're, they're seen, they make themselves seen and heard and, and hopefully people within though, within that discord, like see that and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Like I certainly do. Right. I enjoy having those conversations. Like, oh, Hey, you're a Ravensburg employee. That's cool. Like, it's <laughs> nice to just be able to talk to somebody who is actively working on this game, right? And so hopefully those relationships and those conversations increase, okay? And the community knows that, hey, we're here. We want you all to enjoy this game. What can we do to help? Like, mm-hmm. what can we give you to – I say give you, right? But m- mostly in, like, emotional support, right? And <laughs> not, like, what physically can we give you, right? What financial <laughs> benefits can you give us? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like, from your experience, like, is there anything in particular that you would want, like, from companies, like, um, whether digitally, physically, or, or whatever? Oh, man. That's... It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I like scarcity in cards. So for Yu-Gi-Oh, they tend to print a lot of like the same cards. Okay. I like having, I, I guess, not really short prints, right? Um, but cards that just tend to not really get printed. Like you print it in one set yeah. and you go to the next set and you know, like never print those cards again. Mm-hmm. And may yeah. it till maybe like a collector thing that happens like every I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yu-Gi-Oh does it every year. 
you you, you don't like seeing the same card being reprinted every year. Yeah, yeah. So you you don't like um, oh shoot, what's that one card? I would like for cards to have value. <laughs> uh, surprise, and grow, surprise, and grow in value. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would like. Uh, don't be like, oh yeah, this fifty dollar card we reprinted is now two bucks. You mother. <laughs> 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 and I, I know it's it's not great in terms of, uh, you know, especially for competitive play, if a bunch of people need those one specific cards. I know it's it's rough at that point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I care. No? I don't know. I don't know. I just like cards to have value. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, right. Right. I'm trying to find I'm trying to find that one card that gets reprinted like I ever said. It's a green card. Oh, the uh the Colossal Dreadmaw. Yeah, Colossal, Colossal Dreadmaw. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Every single set for Although, the most part. I would be fine part. if they just kept printing lightning bolt and standard sets every oh, single time. Oh, yeah, like, lightning do bolt. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be down. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I'll guess I guess I'll take a crack at this though. Um, but what is there something that I am particularly looking for or would like to see from Ravensburger when it comes to the community aspect of Lorcana? I think number one, I want I want them. I, I say I do I say this selfishly, but also <laughs> not uh. because I think this is very would will be helpful for the game to grow is having relationships with content creators. Oh yeah. Okay. True. I think I think Rave and again, like this, I think this really does have community at its core. Yeah. Right? Because all of these and and, and again, we've we've been creating content before Lorcana was announced, yeah. right? But there have been plenty of content creators who specifically started creating content because of Lorcana. Yeah. And so I hope, I hope Ravensburger gets, gets content creators on board, similar to what Magic does, Wizards yeah. does with Magic content creators. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just hope Ravensburger starts developing and cultivating those relationships. And I know, and I know they have some relationships. There's one relationship in particular that I'm thinking of that I know, you know. Um, so I know they do this. Okay. So I just, I'm hoping that they really take content creators and the community under their wing and say, Hey, we got you. Mm -hmm. We are going to support you. We're going to give you anything you need again, within reason. Right. (laughs) Right. But we are going to support you. We want to support you. We want to see you grow. We want our game to grow. How can we do this collectively? Mm-hmm. How can we help each other grow your communities, right? Your content creator communities. But also, how can, how can we grow the community of Disney Lorcana? Mm-hmm. And I think a surefire way of not doing that is by um, actively not incorporating and including content creators. I think. That 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 that's just me. Yeah, it'd be a really nice thing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny that you bring it up because it didn't pop into my brain until you said it, right? Of with all the Splinterland stuff I do, they give a lot to yeah. the, their content creators yeah. 
and we were contracted for them as well. Like they mm-hmm. yeah. pay us yeah. money and then they'll even give us more stuff to, uh, to give out to the community mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And so it was like, I, I guess I was just like spoiled because yeah. that's already happening. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's like a hundred percent right. Like no one else really even does that except for maybe when a new set drops for magic and they're like, Oh, Hey, here's a card that you can spoil. Yeah. 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 I think like that's about it. I don't think Yu-Gi-Oh does anything like that. I have all. no, I, I have no knowledge of what other games do other than, um, what magic does from a, here's a card that you can, we're going to give you to spoil. Yeah. Like it's your card essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. I know they do other stuff like, but again, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of the relationships that wizards has with content creators. Like, I mean, they partner with command zone all the time, Yeah, all the time. <laughs> well, I they're mean, huge. So okay. <laughs> they not, they, they used to not be yeah. right, but they do amazing work. They do fantastic yeah. work. Yeah. Okay. And like that to me, seems like a no brainer relationship. Honestly, even really when they does. weren't huge, they were still like in the top three content creators. I th- I would think. What in all of? Are you talking about in Magic? In, magic. in all of Magic, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, depends on what time frame we're talking about. But <laughs> even I, at I the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like they they started because there weren't a lot of uh, commander specific yeah. related um, yeah content creators out there. Yeah, there was a sea need. So uh, that that's a, that's a perfect uh, that's a perfect um, metaphor for sea need. Fill it. Yeah. Sea uh, need, and then you fill fill that need. Yeah. Fill fill that niche. So, um, but yeah, that's that's probably the one thing that I'm that I really am hopeful for um, from a uh, from the standpoint of like what I would love to see from Larkon. And again, like I don't say it selfishly, mm-hmm. right? I just say it from the standpoint of this is a game that. I'm really hoping that I I want to I want this to be my card game. Like I want this to be the game that I that it's just it's the game that I play. Yeah. And it's the game that like that's all I do. Like that's <laughs> what I'm hoping for that I get with Lorcana. Wow, Dan's looking to quit magic over here. Hey, I'm never going to quit commander. He, that's I'm what not he just I'm, said, dude. I'm never going to quit commander. He's like I want this game to take over my life. But but the thing is though, like we were talking about we talked about this before the before we started recording. When's the last time you played magic? It's been a while, man. It's been a while. Same. The last time I played magic was what format? What format was the last commander? Same. Like that's the only way that I play magic. I think the last anymore. time I played was with you. Probably and the group, the group of <laughs> yeah, five group, we had that night. Group. Oh yeah, yeah. He loved that night. That was a good yes. night. Noah, you will never, ever. <laughs> <laughs> this what? All right, all right. So the one time our one friend Noah gets to join our play group, I even asked. I'm like, oh hey, can Noah join? Because I knew he had this effed up deck. I knew. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Noah's playing land destruction, which is. Kind of a no-no <laughs> in, in Commander, right? It's kind of a no-no. Yeah, kind of a no-no. And he makes an entire deck based around it. Yep. And yep. Uh, he, he kind of messed up with, like, stuff he was looking to do. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to look to tempo burning lands on people. I'm like, dude, you got four other people here. You can't be tempoing <laughs> land destruction. Just do it, get it over with, <laughs> and then we can move to the next you gotta one. You got to start building, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but... I was playing a car, or uh, 
I forget the You exact, played Tallrand. What was allowing me to play stuff off of his deck? It was oh my goodness! I can't remember what the card was. I forget. But was it um, was it uh, was that card oh, off of yours? Oh, I think I copied it. I think I cloned it off of. Oh, I cloned it off of Noah. I think. Then he plays something, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna be playing stuff." I don't know who it I was. I can't remember. I don't know. I can't so remember. So I had a card that allowed me to be clone someone's effect or clone someone's card, and then I was playing off the top of someone's deck. Except I was playing off the top of no, who was playing land, land destruction. destruction yeah. So I ended up blowing up more lands than, than he, he did. did yeah. yeah. And and so yeah, people hated him, but even though it was really me doing the all the bad work. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Turns out um, Noah is never allowed back at my house to play Commander ever again. That's <laughs> pretty much what happened. Yeah, yeah. But in all honesty, we we still had a good night. We still had a good night, even though. Uh, uh, yeah, we're just yeah. <laughs> Don't play land destruction, yeah, Commander. It's a no no. Although you can if you want to, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But you know what is but a you're gonna risk never coming back to that pod ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? There's a card that you should be playing in every single game you play, Dan. Uh, what's that? It's the card of the week. Oh, we are going into the card of the week. <laughs> We're going to go into the card of the week, guys. Um, this is the the worst version, but there's history to this card. There's history to this card, and that's why uh, we're going to talk about it today. But it is a demonic tutor. Mm -hmm. Demonic tutor is a black sorcery. Um, this was printed in Alpha. So this card has been around. This is the OG Tutor, Demonic Tutor Sorcery for one and a black. Search your library for a card. Put that card into your hand, then shuffle your library. So, okay, it, as card game players, this is another one of those terms that gets thrown around all the time, Tutor. Mm -hmm. So Tutor, tutor all, me, all that means is you search for a card. You're searching for a card and either putting it in your hand, deck, wherever. It's your, you're finding a certain card. So this card card in particular you know, I, I said has history you know it's the it was the first tutor printed um for magic okay yep. um so tutor effects primarily are found in black okay although they're yeah. better uh, i was reading somewhere where it said like they're typically better in blue which i mean like they are i mean typically because blue's got blue's got all of much more uh spells why why, why do you say this I say this because black is, I believe, the only one that has pull any. Well, red has also pull any card, where mm -hmm. most of blues are just instant sorceries. What what I'm saying is, blue typically has better instant sorceries that you're finding. Oh, okay, that's I, what, got that's what I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, typically black is black is where you're going to be the one that says find any card. Find any card. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much in all the other ones, your tutor effects are going to be very specific for what you're looking <laughs> for. Like blues are going to be like Jim said, find an instant or a sorcery. Yeah. White is like find an enchantment. An Green artifact. is find a creature. Or, or isn't it also auras? Or enchantment auras. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, because that's enlightened tutor, an yeah. artifact or enchantment. Ah, okay. Yep, okay. That's, that's what that one is. What is greens? Creatures. Oh, typically oh yeah, creatures. that's right. Yeah. And reds is you find anything, but, but you might discard. And then you discard, yeah. <laughs> right? So you don't know, right? You don't, you don't, you don't know what you're. What Hopefully, you're discarding. you didn't top deck this gamble to yeah. go search for something. Yeah, green is creatures or lands. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green's creatures or lands. What's wrong with Matt? Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, right. 
fuck? Go search for a lamp. So okay, so so demonic tutor. I, I think I think in the original artwork, I think pretty sure it was in alpha, or I can't remember what. Didn't have the pentagram. It did. They did yeah, have the pentagram. Yeah. Okay, and so that card. Um, yeah. I gotta see. Here we go. There was a lot. If you are at all familiar, okay. Um, if or maybe you even remember, okay. Yeah, it was it was uh yeah, it was there in alpha. Right? So in I'm pretty sure it was yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Alpha. So it's beautiful. The demon had a pentagram etched in his forehead. Okay. Uh-huh. And so the uh the circles that I grew up in, that was a big no no. And there was a lot of hubaloo brought up about that card because of the pentagram Uh the whole uh you know demonic witchcraft and all that stuff i mean they did a good job on the artwork they hit it they were spot on yeah (laughs) yeah right right but i mean like if you grew up in the 90s like maybe you remember this because like it was it was a big deal i mean america the west in the 90s was very different than it is in 2020, 2022, right? I mean, in general, America was way more conservative in the 90s mm. than it was now. Yeah. Okay. And so that being said, like there were things that were talked about on a national scene that are like in back in the 90s that now would not are just like commonplace for the most part. Yeah. Okay. And again, whether you think that's right, wrong, indifferent, doesn't even matter, right? It's just a, a recognition of the past and then comparing it to today's day and age. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, like I remember, I remember when this was a big thing. Cause like this made this made like national headlines from from what I remember. Because again, this was talked about in a lot of my circles. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so there were other cards in magic that had the pentagram. And they were most typically they were found in the black cards. <laughs> Right, because that was that was black's color identity. Question: Were those circles fine with invoke prejudice? <laughs> but see that I don't remember. I don't I'm remember. No, 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 no. Right, <laughs> but but that's actually a, a, an interesting point, though, mm. because I don't remember that ever even being talked about. Yeah. Now, granted, I wasn't into magic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. like I was not into the magic scene or what was going on in Wizards. In the 90s. Yeah. I didn't even know magic was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Like, I remember it was a thing. Like, I mean, I, re- I actively remember this. Yeah. Right. But, like, the whole invoke prejudice thing, I only knew about that card when it, you know, when it made headlines. Was that a year ago? A few, few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was around a, year, Rona a couple Rona years time. ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> around Rona time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. I know. Yeah. You know yeah. yeah I mean. Right. Right. But, but, um, in, in in any case, going going back to it, right in the nineties, the whole of the whole pentagram thing, right? Those were making a big splash, yeah. and then Wizards ultimately decided to they removed, they changed up the artwork and removed pentagrams. Okay, now there's definitely still artworks out there with the pentagrams on it. Mm. I think they just did that just to not save face, but just to keep the keep the negative publicity. Yeah, you know to sub- make it subside essentially. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, that's a little uh, history lesson if you're <laughs> if you're younger and you you did not know that. But yeah, I, I remember that thing. It yeah. was it was very interesting for all of those who Magic the Gathering is older than. That's for you. Yeah, <laughs> that's not for me. I'm older than Magic. Yeah, same. <laughs> Two months, Dan. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So so again, demonic tutor. That card is essentially where the term tutor comes from, yeah. is demonic yeah. tutor. There's been plenty of tutors, a lot of tutors since then. Dan was going to pull out the vampiric tutor. And the then better one, like, the actively better like, one. Oh, I'm going to get demonic. I'm like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm like, just instant speed, cost less, yep. but get rid of 2 HP. Worth. Yep. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. Yeah, Vampiric Tutor is definitely better. You should definitely run it. If you're running Demonic, use definitely run Vampiric. Uh-huh. Um, but you just you, you can't go wrong with the history. Yeah. You can't go wrong with the history. I think I think historically speaking, Demonic Tutor is a more important card than Vampiric Tutor is. Because it was the first. Yeah, because mm-hmm. because yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, could it have been possible that they just made a different tutor and just not called it Demonic Tutor? Well, yeah. I mean, we we don't we that that's one of those what ifs, right? That's yeah. that's one of those what ifs that could if this card never came out, we would never have tutors. I doubt we would never have tutors. Well, did I, I did I say that? I don't think I said no, that. No, no, okay, no. Okay, right. I'm just I'm just more so throwing yeah, yeah, it yeah, into right, it. It's like right, if right. demonic tutor never right. existed, we would never have tutors. No, <laughs> probably <what>? not. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's definitely not a thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> that no. is not a thing that's actively happening. Yeah. So, all right. Well. That's the episode. That's the card of the week. Demonic Tutor. Uh, Jim, what's your favorite tutor? Do you have a favorite tutor? Ooh, my favorite tutor? What's one that looks for Lightning Bolt? Probably. uh, All of them. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Not the white one. (laughs) No. It's Uh, the black one or the blue one? Yeah, the black and blue. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a green tutor. Prime time. (laughs) Primetime can search Prime for... Primetime can search, yeah. That Prime can get me Valakut. That's true, it can. <laughs> and it definitely should. 100% it should. Absolutely. <laughs> Unless you're really far behind. Yeah, and then it'll find you... Uh, Whatever that gain life gain one is. Gain life one, fountain, yeah. Fountain of youth. Radiant, radiant fountain, yeah. No, yeah find it. radiant fountain, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what my favorite, my favorite tutor is. Uh, maybe my favorite tutor is... Scry one, draw one. I know what my favorite tutor is. So uh, scry one, draw one. Okay, I gotta find it mean. here. Um, if I want to see if it's actually listed here, okay. I have the. Uh, oh no, darn it! There's 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 a green one, right? Surprise, surprise. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say I know what mine is. I forget what it's called though. Phyrexian something. It allows me to take a card from my opponent's deck. What? Yeah. That was probably my favorite tutor in the entire game. For Phyrexian I, something? I want to say it's called Phyrexian in the name. Okay. So mine is Hour of Promise. Okay. Four, four and a grain sorcery. Search your, lo- search your library for up to two lane cards. Put them on a battlefield tapped and shuffle your library. Okay. Then if you control three or more deserts, create two, two, two black zombie creatures. That doesn't even matter. It's just find any two lands that I want. Why do I feel like it was from Amonkhet? It is Amonkhet, uh, yeah. Uh, no, no. Well, it's the it's that block. Yeah, block. It's that Our block. devastation. Yeah, our devastation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Phyrex, huh? I got it. I, I need to find it. I'm pretty... 
It's Phyrexian something, I'm fairly certain. You take a card from your opponent's deck. Oh wait, not not the one that uh if 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 you're in control of the player if they're searching the library. That's not what that's oh, not what you're talking no, no, about. No, no, no. That one's uh something I don't it's a you're talking about the Demir four drop card. Is it four? Yeah. The one that everyone hates. I can't, I, I don't know what this one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Regardless, I'll find <sighs> we'll, it. We'll or find if someone it. knows it, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that one's my favorite. Yeah. So, um, all right. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, so is community important? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, community is literally one of the foundations for why we are doing what we're doing. Yeah. Like, it's the backbone of... The world. I mean, it is. Change like, my mind. Like, like, why we? Why do we have laws? Like, <laughs> for communities and for societies mm-hmm. that they don't devolve into anarchy and chaos, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm like being. I feel like I'm being a little <laughs> hyperbolic here. I mean, I kind of am, but at the same time, I'm not. I'm. I'm not though. Like, yeah. kind. Kind of not. Right. Yeah. Like communities are very important. Okay, and and don't lose sight of it. Okay, and I think for any company who comes out with a game, don't forget about the community. Like there will be a community, whether you want to or not. There's going to be a community that forms around your game, because there's going to be people who love it. There's going to be people who enjoy it, and they want to share that love with other people. They want to find people who enjoy and love your game, and so they're going to find each other. There will be a Discord that starts because of your game. <laughs> Like we live in the day and age now that c- online communities are formed immediately upon a game's announcement. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That is so crazy to me. And and so I think companies, the people who are making these games, they know that. It's not like they don't know it. And like a lot of them are like, okay, well, how can we use this to our benefit? Like, yes, like use it to your benefit, but also don't throw it away. Don't disregard like what you are doing when you're announcing the game, because there's, there's people who are going to be excited for it. Bring them under your wing, give them the support that they're looking for. Maybe not necessarily that they're looking for, but show them that you're there and that you care about them. Okay. And so absolutely communities are important and, and the, the communities are going to be there for each other. They're going to be there for their own, for themselves to support themselves within the community and just to show people. And I see it every day, even just in all these discords that I'm a part of in the Disney Lorcana discord, we just see all these conversations that are being had <laughs> of all a form because of, Hey, here's a game that we're looking forward to. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Jim, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at JimMorganHNH. You guys can find me on Twitter at underscore DJ Campbell and on Twitter, uh, Instagram at Daniel.G.Campbell. If you head over to our website, www.hobbiesandhappiness.com, you can find links to all our social platforms, social content, YouTube, everything there. Head to our website, hobbiesandhappiness.com. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We had a great conversation this was fun not probably uh not did we go the place we thought you were gonna go what'd you think what did you think we were gonna go when i told you the the topic of today i don't know i mean i guess uh it kind of hit everything i was already thinking about Mm -hmm. and then and then some more on top of it so And that's always what we're looking to do here at the Hobbies and Happiness Podcast is give you more than what you bargained for. Yes. 
All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here. Thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you in the next episode. See you, everybody. Take care. Oh,